We got it. Ha, ha. Ooh, Ooh yeah. we got it. Oh, we got it. Ha, ha. Is that how the song goes? Ooh, yeah. we got hot it. Hot chocolate. Hot, hot podcast. We got it. Ha, ha. Hot pocket. <laughs> Never, ever let on it cool. On the train. On the Polar Express, there's just one rule. Never, Never ever, ever let, it let it cool. That was my Tom Hanks. Did you like it? It was actually pretty good. Uh, actually, thanks. wait, Jackson, can you say the the like the line when he's like telling the kids to get on the train in that voice? Uh, what does he say? I don't he's even like, remember. When he says, "This is the yeah, Polar oh. Express." <laughs> this is the Polar Express. You are a toy! (laughs) Hot chocolate! I feel confident in my uh, Billy voice when he's singing his creepy song while he's steering off the back of the train. So we could probably just redo this whole movie. (laughs) Anyway, my name is Jackson McMurray. My name is Alan McMurray. My name is Keisha Rhodes. And my name is Anna McGuire. And this is No Nerds Allowed. And this is no nerds allowed. We got that was that wasn't as good. We need Josh Groban to come help. I feel like my Tom Hanks started off good, and now I'm losing it. It was really good. You're losing, you're losing your Tom yeah. Hanks. You gotta hold on to the spark. Yeah. The I like spark how, was there. I like this song at the end of this movie, because it's basically just Where Are You Christmas, but just a little <laughs> bit different, and just a little bit worse than the worst song ever, Where Are You Christmas. I have those songs stuck in my head all the time, though. Like, it's dumb. It's dumb. Like, it'll be March. <laughs> and I'll be like, Why can't I Did you guys see that meme? This is unrelated, partially yeah, no. related. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you guys see that meme that was going around Twitter that was like that Jane Lynch screenshot from Glee? And it was like Paul McCartney making Simply Having a Wonderful Christmas Time. <laughs> yeah. And it just said, I am going to press every button on this synthesizer. <laughs> Tender for worst Christmas song. (laughs) Yeah. No, God, I fucking hate So This Is Christmas. That song sucks. And they play it. Have we had this conversation on the podcast before? No, I think I just had it with Christmas song. Yeah, because because obviously any Christmas song written by somebody who used to be in the Beatles is gonna be bad 100% of the time. (laughs) That is a good rule of thumb. Yep. In the the Beatles, Christmas song equals bad. I have a few thoughts okay. on this. I do not enjoy Feliz Navidad simply because it's the same thing over and over again, and I feel like it's just three Navidads too long. What about That's that? But I think the I think the worst Christmas song is the Christmas Shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course, yeah, obviously, yes. It's also my favorite Christmas song. Yeah. So. <laughs> you know, you're valid, actually. Sir, I want to buy these shoes for my mom and dad, please. For the, like, little kids choir at the end. I like to imagine that that whole song, all the lyrics are just cry-typed. 
And like <laughs> like any like anyone who cries at that song, I I cannot take seriously, and I am going to kill you. I have no choice. Yeah. <laughs> but if you cry at the movie starring Chris Traeger, then it's fine. It's understandable. There's there's, there's a, a movie. movie? There's a movie. There's a Christmas Shoes movie. And it's literally just what happens in the song. Oh, wow. That's Why? The Amazing. I'm looking up the Christmas Shoes lyrics right now just so we can really break this down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Welcome I to our podcast the- a bit about this, the Christmas Shoes movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so here are the Trying lyrics to buy the, the Christmas Shoes The last gift or two really in a Christmas mood, but there stood in front of me. <laughs> Little boy waiting anxiously. I know all the words. <laughs> I don't need uh, to look this is up. this is by this is by Christian rock band new song. Oh my god. It was almost Christmas time. There I stood in another line, trying to buy that last gift or two, not really in the Christmas mood. Standing right in front of me was a little boy waiting anxiously, pacing around like little boys do. You know how little boys do. Yeah, you know how yeah. they just pace. Yeah, we around. know how they do. Yeah, you know when you, their moms are dying. <laughs> yeah. And in his hand he held a pair of shoes. His clothes were worn and old. He was dirty he from was head dirty to toe. from head to toe. Like a cartoon hobo. <laughs> what does that, wait, hold wait, on. Yeah, like Tom Hanks in this movie. That's <laughs> not actually the words, is it? Yeah, it is. Oh, no, my no, God. No, are not, you joking? Not like, no, not like a cartoon hobo. That was me. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh my God. But like, it's dirty because Jesus he's pure. Christ. And when it came his time to pay, I couldn't believe what I heard him say. Sir, Sir, I want to buy these shoes for my mama, please. It's Christmas Eve, and these shoes are just her size. Could you you hurry, hurry, sir? Daddy says there's not much time. You see, she's been sick for quite a while, and I know these shoes would make her smile. And I want her to look beautiful if mama meets Jesus tonight. (laughs) Because if you go to heaven with fucking old shoes, Jesus is going to call you ugly in front of everybody. He counted pennies for what seemed like years. And the cashier said, son, there's not enough here. There's not enough here. He searched his pockets frantically. Then he turned and he looked at me. He said, mama made mama Christmas good made at Christmas our house. Christmas good at our house, but most years we just live without. I'm reciting we- this from memory just so everyone's okay. clear. I didn't look up the Cool flex, Keisha. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah very cool of you. <laughs> Tell me, sir, what am I going to do? <laughs> Somehow, I've got to buy her these Christmas shoes. Oh, they're, oh, they're Christmas shoes. <laughs> so what I laid the do? money down. I had just I just had to help him out. And I'll never forget the look on his face when he said, Mama's, Mama's gonna, gonna look, look so, so great. great. Sir, I wanna buy these shoes for my mama, please, blah blah yeah, blah when she course. meets Jesus tonight. So just to be clear, I this knew is just, this, a is, this of... is the moral of the story right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the most important part. I knew I'd caught a glimpse of heaven's love oh. as he thanked me and ran out. I knew that God had sent that little boy to remind me <laughs> oh. just what Christmas is all about. Cool. Yikes. Way to make it about you, <laughs> guy. Yeah, Christmas is about like poor, rich, poor people. They're, people. They're for you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, literally, poor people only exist so that richer people can feel good about themselves. You can learn That's lessons charity. about sort of, charity. Sort of aligns with the morality of the Polar Express, if I'm being frank. Yes! No, <laughs> I hate it! The morality, which is Santa? Pretty good. Uh, <laughs> they said, Billy, um, you're being a bad kid because you're poor and you don't have any uh, trust in people around you. So why are you trying to take a present you've never gotten for Christmas before? 
Um, anyway, here's a bell. Anyway. <laughs> okay. So. Where do, okay, so where do we start with the Polar Express is a question that I have. I would, like, even... I would like to start with just... First of all, I would like to start the story of the time that little Adeline with her family uh... went to go see the Polar Express and just did, did not... Couldn't do it. It didn't happen. Because <laughs> we get in there. This movie's fucking freaky. We get to the part where the little boy steals, basically takes her ticket and loses it. And little Adeline has got the worst secondhand anxiety when it comes to movies in the first place. So she's already hating it because she feels bad. And then one of the boys is like, oh, the conductor, uh, he's going to throw that little girl over- off the train. And he's going to do it in such a way so that she doesn't get stuck under the wheels. And little Adeline kind of went, hmm, I don't want to be in this theater anymore. And mom <laughs> took me out of it. <laughs> Good story. You also had to get taken out of Elf, too. No, I didn't have to get taken out of Elf. We never watched Elf in theaters. Because I wasn't born. I thought you freaked out when when uh, when the author was like attacking him. Yeah, no, I always freaked out at that, but that was just at home. No, I'm like 98% sure that was you got taken out of a theater for that, too. Maybe. I know I got taken Um, out of a theater for Line Witch in the Wardrobe 3. Or some people call it Narnia, but I just call it Line Witch in the Wardrobe. (laughs) No, it was it was Prince Caspian. Yeah. Um, because I remember yeah, that two. I was, because I remember those being movies like got intense though. They did, yeah. Yeah, but because I remember being probably like, tw- like ten or eleven. Yeah. Uh, and like thinking that like, this movie is kind of like the upper limit of what I can handle in a theater right now. Yeah. And where I'm at in my life today, <laughs> I was like, this is. This is maximum <laughs> intensity for me. Yeah. And then, but that was very thrilling for me. So I got super grumpy when we had to all go out of the theater and yeah. make sure you were okay. Because then we got to the point where he's like, they're like in that like dark room and there's a bunch of torches and they're going to like kill an old lady or something. I don't remember. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's like a witch and a wolf and they're doing some kind of ritual. Yeah, in a wardrobe. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And a lion. A wolf, um, a witch, two. and a wardrobe. <laughs> I so, remember being watching the first Narnia movie and getting really fucked up over that part when like the the witch turned a griffin to stone while it was flying and then it like shattered on yeah. the ground and I was like, oh fuck! They fucking murder Aslan in that movie and it's disturbing. It's scary. Yeah, yeah it's really intense. Yeah. Life. Is that movie it's, still good? Maybe. I don't know. I think so. It's been years since I've when, seen it. Maybe we should do it. Should do Narnia. That is that. That's not a Christmas movie. It's not. It's. it's but they get snowy. Christmas presents from Santa. No, remember. Oh, no, yeah, they they a Christmas movie. No, remember in Narnia. It's, it's always like snowy, winter. but it's never Christmas. That's the whole thing. But, but then Christmas happens. Santa Claus is coming. in the film. Santa Claus is yeah. a character in the he film. He gives them gifts. Because, but that is a plot point. It's it's snowing, but it's it's winter, but it's never Christmas. But then it's the end of winter, so then Christmas comes because <laughs> blah blah blah. It's the devil is dead. We killed her. Yeah. We beat the devil. We, we, we <laughs> yeah. did it. We killed her. That's what it's about. <clears throat> oh my gosh! Um, wait, wait. I have to pause for one one last thing before we get back on topic. Tabby in the chat says, um, <laughs> when she was seeing this movie in the theater the film caught on fire and when they were watching Prince Caspian and they were like sitting there like is this part of the movie oh like, my god as the film was yeah. burning <laughs> <laughs> and the, um, really good. the first time 
I have a really vivid memory of, like, noticing the, like, little hairs and cigarette burns and whatever on, like, film stock in a movie for the first time. Back when they still, when, like, film projectors were the norm. Yeah. Um, I remember, you guys know Racing Stripes? Oh my god, yeah! The zebra? Yeah. It was, like, one of the earliest times I was, like, bored at a movie. And I remember just being like, look at that, you can see little flips and little hairs and stuff on the movie. <laughs> like, at age, whatever it was, like, eight. Very exciting. It's a very oh, distinct I had, memory like, I racing have. stripes. <laughs> okay. Um, so I think headline of Polar Express is it looks like a nightmare. It, is yeah. that fair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. No, the, absolutely. Whole, the First, whole movie is like literally like not like, oh, it's a nightmare. No, it's literally a nightmare. The way that everything happens in this movie is like it's a nightmare. It, re- so, it really it, is, honestly. stupid. If I can give some like informational background on this movie. Um, just to set the stage, two years ago, The Two Towers came out, and Andy Serkis gave what is basically the first modern mocap performance playing Gollum, and everyone loved it, and it was groundbreaking, and everybody was so excited about the idea of, like, mocap animation, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and it looked really good. Mm-hmm. I just want to reinforce that it looked great. And then Robert Zemeckis became fascinated with it. And he basically dedicated the next 10 years of his life making movies with mocap technology. Um, But he started with Polar Express, which Tom Hanks was trying to get made because he bought the rights to the book like 30 years ago. uh, Just because he liked it. Um, So Tom Hanks and Robert Zemeckis are buddies. They team up. He, He talks them all... He talks them all into doing this mocap thing because Tom Hanks wanted it to be live action, but he was like, we can make it in live action, but it would cost $300 million. I can do it with mocap animation for $150. Uh, so that's what they go with. Um, and it is... So first of all, this is the first fully mocap animated movie. Oh, cool. Uh, second of all, it's made for IMAX 3D. It was designed... It was the first... Um, it was the first, like, mainstream th- 3D theatrical release since the days of, like, red and blue 3D glasses in, like, the olden days. Oh. Um, and it was also one of the first movies, one of the first, like, feature films ever to actually be... Just... Uh, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? To ever be distributed in IMAX. It was, like, before IMAX movies were always, like, documentaries about the ocean or whatever. And it shows. Uh Yeah. These Um, things show very evidently, yeah. Um, so, so, so that is sort of, that really, a lot of this movie is based around being this experiential thing for IMAX 3D, which was a huge deal at the time. Which is why so much of it is like first person roller coaster shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like weird, weird magic camera stuff. Yeah. Which um, all makes it feel like a horror video game, like honestly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and my my personal theory as to why this looks so horrible is because uh like two towers, when they're doing Andy Circus's performance. They're obviously massaging it a lot, mm-hmm. right? 
they're not just taking the raw data and running it through the computer and like calling it a day. They're taking that as a jumping off point and doing a lot of extra animation on top of it yeah, as yeah, like yeah. a as like a, a starting place. Um, and this isn't confirmable, but my personal theory is that they were so excited about the idea of it being the first like mocap movie, quote unquote, that they wanted to like really rely on the on the technology and be like you know just what the computers can do and like just put it in and be like there it is like booyah you know and yeah like there's that there's that time where like the conductor winks and you can tell (laughs) that they were like really proud of the wink yeah but it looks like when you use those emoji faces on your iphone you're like, ooh, I'm a little squid talking. Ooh, I'm <laughs> right. a little panda. I would wink. argue that those things are even more expressive than the people in this yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, because the eye closes all the way. Yeah, like there's truly, there is, there is absolutely no meaningful performance capture going on here. Their faces don't do anything, and if I've heard from, I didn't get a chance to watch very much, like behind the scenes stuff. But from what I've heard, all the footage of Tom Hanks acting in this movie, like being the conductor, he's giving a pretty good, pretty interesting performance that does not come through the technology even the slightest bit. Yeah. Um, which is just, I don't know, disappointing. Yeah. Sounds- <laughs> yeah, other than like vocally. Yeah. But like... That's what happens in an animated movie. Yeah, you know. is you get right. vocal expressions. Well, it's like I totally agree with you. I feel like that's what they did. They just put the acting into the computer, and they were like, "Go computer," and the computer did it. Because like when all the right. waiters come out of the hell dimension and do their little hot chocolate dance, they don't fucking <laughs> move like at all. They are so like rigid, right. and they like barely move. Yeah, rubber. And they're man. like tap dancing, and they're and they all dancing. have the same face. And they are all the same, and it's kind of horrifying because they don't. Yeah, they're terrifying. They don't move. They just do these weird little like shimmy shammies, and then do like the splits, and then that's like it. Like it looks like you're watching somebody play VR chat. That's what it looks like. <laughs> yeah, that is. It does look fun. like VR chat. And then the kids are drunk at the end? Question mark. Yeah, they're all like weird yeah, that's and like weird. satisfied. It's the worst. <laughs> After like, drinking their hot chocolate for like twenty seconds max, yeah, and then having it taken yeah. away from them. Yeah, because after twenty seconds, it starts to cool, and here you, we only have one rule: you never ever let it cool. Never ever let it. If cool. you let it cool, they throw you off the back of the train <laughs> to keep you from getting stuck under the wheels. Yeah, uh huh, uh huh. <laughs> no, that's only if you don't have a ticket. Oh wait, no. If you don't have a ticket, you can drive the train. If you, you let it cry, yeah. throw you off the that's train. The whole that's last the train. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks comes out. It's like everybody, give me your tickets. And this one girl doesn't have a ticket. He's like, Oh, I know what we do with people who don't have a ticket. He like grabs her by the arm and like leads her off the back of the train. And we come to find out that where he's taking her is to let her go drive the train. Yeah. What the fuck is that? Why? The engineers are going to fix the train because there's um, the lights out or something. And and then after that, after we realize that she's just going to drive the train, Hero Boy, as he's called in the credits, Hero Boy. Oh, is that? Wow. Amazing. Hero Boy finds the ticket again. And he's like, oh my god, Hero Girl, Hero Girl, I found 
your ticket. Now you'll now it's good. And she's like, yes, the ticket. I'm so glad I have my ticket now. Even though uh, there aren't any consequences to her not having the ticket, apparently. If anything. Other than she doesn't know that she's a leader at the end. I guess. There's no consequences. Because they're like, they're little breaking. (laughs) Honestly. Breaking news. Kid with no pocket loses loose object. Yeah. But it's like... that's not how, though. It, how is he tries... She gets... S, no, she's gotten up. She doesn't have her ticket. He's like, oh, my God. She doesn't have her ticket. I'm going to go to the other train car. So he opens up the door. And then the ticket flies away because the train is moving fast. <laughs> and then the ticket floats past the train. And he tries to grab it through the window, and it doesn't work, so the ticket can have its little Forrest Gump feather moment. Right, 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 right. And Robert Zemeckis and Tom Hanks can can laugh at each other. <laughs> <laughs> We've done this before. <laughs> Another day. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just, it's, can we talk about Robert Zemeckis for a second? Because, like, how Robert Zemeckis occupies that very Tim Burton zone. Where he used to be, like, maybe the best filmmaker working at the time. And then for some reason, somewhere around the year 2000, they just forgot how to make any good movies anymore. (laughs) Like, besides, That's true. I kind of like Allied. I saw Allied and I thought that was pretty good. But, like, Robert Zemeckis has not made, like, a tried and true banger since Cast Away. Right? Yeah, I suppose. Uh, let me pull up the. I don't remember. Some what people order like movies come out. <laughs> some people like Beowulf. Oh, my father made us go see that in IMAX 3D Hell yeah. because that Robert Zemeckis. Awesome. I was not old enough to enjoy that. That's right. That you were telling me that your dad is obsessed with Robert Zemeckis. <laughs> he loves Robert Zemeckis. Uh, that's so good. Can we call your dad? Was, Do you think he has something to say about Polar Express? Oh, I don't know. I don't know if that's on the top of his list, but he might. <laughs> um, I haven't seen Beowulf. There was a part of me that wanted to watch Beowulf going into this because I wanted to have a fuller idea of the, like, brief mocap animated movie. Ooh. Just imagine if in this movie they're allowed to have sex. Right. that's what happens in Beowulf. And there's a, a dragon. Mm. Right. Well, the Beowulf script was written by Neil Gaiman. Which is oh. the craziest shit in the world really? to me. Holy shit. Yeah. Like, Neil Gaiman and Robert Zemeckis collaboration is, like, that doesn't compute to me. And I'm so, I'm so fascinated to see what that actually turned out yeah. like. Um, it's a compelling story, but it's very frightening to watch. And it's not because there's a scary, creepy monster <laughs> and a dragon. Right. It's because the humans have eyes and eyebrows that don't yeah. move. Right. I'm on a I'm on a subreddit for a podcast that I listen to that are doing all the Robert Zemeckis movies right now, and there are there there is a small but very vocal minority of people who are like Beowulf is like top five Zemeckis movies. Beowulf is the best, and like everyone else is like I don't know, it's kind of horrifying and ugly. Yeah. Like the script's kind of interesting. Over every Back to the Future. <laughs> yeah, but or- then there you know there's just those few people that are like. <laughs> Holding up their big Beowulf picket signs. Beowulf was good, they say. Um, so I don't know. I want to watch it. It wasn't Sounds bad. It's compelling. It's compelling. 
Um, but it's still scary because of the, the, the humans. So, I mean, out of all of those, out of all of the, like, mocap movies, I feel like probably, like, Rango and Tintin were, like, the best of them. Yeah, Rango's right? good. Tintin is good. Rango's great. Um, what about Avatar? Was that mocap? No. Yeah, it wasn't an animated mocap. I guess it was for most of it, but though, they wasn't cut it? a lot. There's a lot of that channel. movie that's basically just animated, isn't it? A decent amount. Like, who cares about the human parts? <laughs> right. Can I, uh, um, can I... S- uh, can I speak in defense of, of Polar Express? For I guess not in defense <laughs> of Polar Express, um, but coming from coming from nostalgia goggles, like I watched this movie all the time when I was a little kid, and like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like little baby Anna's perspective, um, little orphan Anna, <laughs> little orphan little orphan Anna, uh, watching this in the orphanage, my parents are dead. Yeah. Um, like first of all. As uh, an undiagnosed autistic child, this was like, like, you know, S tier entertainment was like Magic Train. Like that was like as good as it could get. Um, <laughs> it also had a 1930s hobo in it, so that's like two of my favorite things. But also, like, this was one of the only Christmas movies I watched at the time that wasn't boring as fuck for me, because like. Most of the Christmas movies, I don't know if it was just the stuff that my family let me watch, but, like, the things that were on TV usually didn't have, like, they weren't exciting enough for me as a kid. Didn't have enough Tom Hanks ghost hobos in them? Honestly. (laughs) Well, I mean, yes, obviously, I think every movie should have more Tom Hanks ghost hobos. But, like, there were things that happened that felt like the stakes were actually high for once and not just, like, somebody losing their Christmas spirit. Right, and like, right, right, right. and I like fucking love every shot that doesn't have a face in it. <laughs> right? Oh like, my god! Because the scenery is so beautiful mm-hmm. and like surreal and fantastical, and like the moon being huge over like the iced over lake and like the train when like they, running like, go across up the mountain. Yeah, it's like stunningly incredible and then like a person shows up and it's like you know when the music switches from like the music to like the shitty recorder version yeah 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 (laughs) (laughs) that's like what watching this movie feels like (laughs) that's a good analogy Okay, so do we want to dig into what Kate just said yeah no um, yeah no i'm totally down just said that her they and a friend had a conversation about shipping the conductor and the ghost hobo and let me tell you how valid that is. <laughs> Shipping one Tom Hanks with another Tom Hanks. Oh my god, it's one slur all no, over It's definitely implied that Ghost Hobo saved the conductor's life. Like, that's definitely implied. Oh yeah. So, and, I guess I never And they've got a weird, that. like, kind of, like, relationship where, like, the Ghost Hobo is, like, on the train illegally, obviously, so he doesn't want the conductor to see him. But then he, like, also saves the conductor's life that first time and the second time when they're about to, like, fall off the train. So, like, I see it. I totally get it. <laughs> <laughs> I so, just, like, okay. it's not that I don't see it. Like, it just had to be told to me because that never, ever would have crossed my <laughs> mind without somebody else saying it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I just need more backstory. Like, I always thought that the ghost hobo was, like, the spirit of Christmas or the ghost of Christmas present past. Or... Yeah, honestly, I have no idea. I what think he's doing it's just there. the guy that got hit so by the no one does. 
threw him off. The- <laughs> See, that's, that's how they. That's, that's how they learned that they had to put it off the back. He's the kid who got caught under the wheels the yeah. first time. That's and that's how they know that you gotta throw him off the back. <laughs> um, oh my god. So okay. See, the thing is, is that I wouldn't. In general, with this movie in general, but also with that particular ship dynamic, um, I you're like, okay, we're going to make this animated movie. Apparently, the original plan was to have Tom Hanks play every character and, like, pitch his voice up and down and have him do the mocap for everybody. But then that turned out to be way too much work, so they reduced his role down to only five or six yeah, characters. Yeah, you know, a, a normal um, amount. But, yeah, and they hired Junie from Spy Kids to be the boy, and that's a much better idea. Um, but Tom Hanks did still do the mocap for Hero Boy, and sometimes I kind of wish that it was just Junie in all yeah. of the roles. And sometimes I feel like you can definitely tell it's Tom Junie Hanks from under Spy that. Kids. Oh, I know, I know an exact moment when he's getting off the train and he's like waving back to the the train he waves like an old man instead of like a kid like with his his hand in the shape of an l and like just fast away from his face you know how old men do they're like all right bye Uh, oh my god i'm waving my favorite body language or like i guess like body like movement thing of this entire movie that honestly kind of like gets me now when i watch it is when billy's running after the train and he trips and just like eats shit into the snow because (laughs) i have seen like i work at a daycare center now right i have seen so many small children like eat curb exactly (laughs) like that And I had, like, flashbacks, like, watching him just, like, bite it. I was like, oh, my God, my three-year-old. So, so just... And I work with middle schoolers at <laughs> the same time. <laughs> um, what I was trying to get at was that, like, I don't mind Tom Hanks playing a bunch of characters in this movie. I do mind that every character that Tom Hanks plays is modeled to look like Tom yeah, Hanks. Yeah, just a little bit, yeah. Like... <laughs> The dad and the conductor and the hobo and Santa Claus all have the same face that is yeah. Tom Hanks, and it bothers me yeah, it very like much. They're trying to like get Jackson. you. Like, then they only have to you. build one model. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like they're trying to play a prank on you. That's the point. For it's like um, it's like what is like Medea. Or like Norb, <laughs> what? What's the? Oh, the Nutty Professor. That's the one when Eddie Murphy right, plays all yeah. of the roles, and they're like sitting at the dinner table, and you liked it then. Did I like it then? Did I like it then? I suppose I did. <laughs> if, they're like, wow, it's Eddie Murphy in a fat suit again. Yeah. The rules of improv funny. dictate that yes, I did like it then. <laughs> yes, and. and You'll like it even more now in yes, animated form. Exactly. You've you've owned me with facts and logic using the the, the scriptures of improv comedy. Here, let me go write a comment on on one of yeah. your YouTube videos. That so way too. I, the way that I watched the Polar Express, that's the way that I watched it this time, is that it is absolutely a Christmas horror movie for kids. Because you can't look me in the eye and tell me this is not a weird horror dreamscape. Because it absolutely is. You got the fear of, like... It's like that fear of, like, when the conductor comes to every kid and asks them if they have a thing. It's like that fear of having to order your own food. It's like that kind of thing. 
And then it's the fear of getting in trouble, just like over and over and over again. It's the fear of getting lost. It's the fear of being on a roller coaster. It's like all of these like childhood fears are just crammed into this movie. Like, it's just like all of them. All of them are there. And there's all these really weird, crazy reverse shots where he'll be like looking in a book and then the camera will like reverse. So it's like you're peering like through the book at him and you can like see the words on the screen. It's like, and that part at the end where they see fucking Santa and the music, this horrifying mutant Christmas music <laughs> that's been coming through, like, quiet and distorted through the whole abandoned elf town. That part. But then yep. when the bell flies through the air and the crazy, like, music slows down even more. I and honestly love the bell that. The sound fall, design is And then so there's cool. that reverse shot of looking up at him through the ice. That's fucking straight out of a horror film. Like... Yeah. It's it like is Silent what it Hill. is. It's, this movie is just Silent Hill for kids. I hate Silent Hill. <laughs> um, oh shoot, there was something I was about to say, but I forgot what it was. Uh, I love when he rings the bell next to his ear, and it's like, doubter. Yeah, exactly. It's a fucking horror movie. I never goes. noticed that as a child. I never so noticed funny. that as a kid, and I like um, saw it for the first time yesterday, and I was like, fucking oh. <laughs> Oh, by the way, this is what I was going to say. Uh, I got kicked off of a train once because Anna told me I didn't need to buy a ticket and that they never checked, but then they did check and I got kicked off of a train. <laughs> and then they threw you under the wheels and you're dead yeah. now. Well, I mean, it's not my fault you didn't pretend to be a college student who forgot. Well, no, 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 because you didn't let the the cocoa cool. <laughs> no, he let the cocoa cool. <laughs> what, what did you say, it Anna? Wasn't... What was your defense for letting me get kicked off a train? <laughs> never mind. <laughs> I was just making fun of you for not casually breaking the law. <laughs> okay. Yeah, come on, Jackson. I thought you were punk. Uh, I did break the law. There were yeah. just consequences. I just got punished for it. There were consequences to your actions. And it told me so many cool. times, it's okay. They've literally never checked. They've never checked one time. You can I just get on the train. It's that. not a big deal. I yes, you did. I never said that. <laughs> yes, you did. And then Jackson um, got rescued by the ghost of a hobo. By I said, that, I said, if you don't, if like it's an emergency and you don't have a ticket, you're probably good because they don't check very often. Is what I said. Well, then I got kicked off a train. So, <laughs> I mean, one time I got in trouble because I told my friend to steal some lemonade from an Arby's. <laughs> And there was, like, a manager behind the door who could hear us talking about it. It's like that time you and told she... me to throw dirt in Ethan's face and I just did it. And you did it. Why did you do that? That was on prom night. Wasn't it? Did that happen during prom? No, it wasn't prom. I don't know why. I don't know why in my brain it was on prom. <laughs> In my defense, okay, so the scenario, (laughs) I think it was me and Adeline and Keisha and Ethan Goins, past and maybe future guest, um, and Keisha just looked at me, we were like at the park downtown, and she was like, had a handful of dirt, and she was like, Jackson, what if you threw this in Ethan's face? So I took it, and what I was gonna do, what I thought would be funny, because everyone heard her say that. Was if I just, like, threw it at his chest as if to, like, mime, as if to, like, m- mimic throwing it in his face without actually doing it. Yeah. 
Yeah. But then uh-huh. it like it hit his chest and it just like piffed up into his eyes. <laughs> and he was like a likely story. It's just like incapacitated. Parkinson. Yeah, I'm confused. So to all the world blind. It was Kija just told me to throw dirt in my friend's eye and I just fucking did it. Um, one manipulative some bitch, you know. <laughs> my favorite Ethan story is the one where we went bowling and then we won some bubble soap and then we were like, haha, it's flavored bubble soap, like it smells or something. And we were like, haha, Ethan, what if you drank it? And then he drank it uh, and then threw up in the bowling alley parking lot and then we immediately went to Denny's. <laughs> we should have gone to Sherry's. We should have gone to Sherry's. Uh, Jackson didn't want to go to Sherry's. Sherry's is too depressing. Wait, what? No, that wasn't me, that was Luke. <laughs> no, Luke didn't want to go to any diners. He said, right. I don't like to go to diners. They depress me. You didn't yeah. want to go to Sherry's because it's too far away. <laughs> okay, I don't remember that at all. Maybe I did say that. Um, <laughs> so the Polar Express. Yeah, uh huh. Is. I, I, I just don't know. I don't know what else to say about it because it's so whack. And, like, okay, okay. So if we are to pick apart sort of the 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 moral and the ideology of this movie, Santa, um, there isn't is, one really. Yeah, so it's not a you know most Christmas movies they're sort of about you know peace on earth, goodwill towards man, the Christmas yeah. spirit. It's not really about Christmas; it's about the people. But this one's yeah, it's about just the like, people you love, and it's about being grateful and expressing. Maybe Chris- Christmas perhaps doesn't come from a store. Yeah, maybe Christmas. This perhaps... one is literally just like no. Uh, it's about Santa. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like the moral of the story is you should believe in Santa because he's cool and he will give you presents if you do. Yeah, that is the moral of the story. There is no no ethical argument being made for anything besides believing in Santa. Yeah, well, like here's here's my my nostalgic take on the Polar Express. Okay, is that Chris Van Allsburg was one of my favorite authors when I was little mm-hmm. because his illustrations were so expressive. It looked like the drawings were alive, even though they weren't. Like, they right. weren't moving, they couldn't walk, they couldn't talk. So it's really drawings. depressing to see this movie. <laughs> That's fair. Like, literally animating children. Right. And they look less lively than, like, 16 pictures that he illustrated. Right, right. And the problem with, like, the Grinch... Not the... I love the Grinch, don't get me wrong. But, like... <laughs> When they take a children's book and stretch it into a feature-length film, Mm -hmm. like, there's literally 30 pages in this book, and most of them are pictures. So they, like, I I admire how they tried to be like, oh, look, here's this picture when there's a wolf. You see the wolf run by the train. Here's that. Oh, you see the train go up the mountain. Here's that picture. Oh, look, the hot chocolate scene. You see that. (laughs) But it, it doesn't have the same, like, warmth and depth that the words paired with the illustrations has. Instead, it's right. like, hot, hot, mm-hmm. yeah, we got it. Hot chocolate. Hot chocolate. <laughs> hot chocolate. Never, ever let it cool, Keisha. Um, I know. <laughs> and one of the things that I think is interesting about Polar Express is, like, the last page of the book, Polar Express, 
the the book is always better. I'll just say that the, the book's always better. Than the the movie. books are better. Um, movies but are like bad. the last page of that is like you know I had this bell and like as the years went on as I grew up I I started to not be able to hear it anymore and you know now I can't hear it anymore now I'm a grown up but you know my I'm gonna give it to my he says there's something about like giving it to his kids right like yeah or maybe like someone someone else will hear it almost as if to sort of like. It's, it's just an interesting sort of moral for that book for kids to be like, like, you know, someday you're not going to believe in Santa. Someday, someday you're going to sort of grow out of this. Someday, you know, it's almost like sort of trying to like prime kids in a subtle subconscious way that you're going to have to make amends with the fact that Santa's your parents, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, that I just think is sort of cool and interesting to do in a kid's book like that, you know? And being like, you get to pass that mm-hmm. magic on to your kids, even if you don't get to experience it yourself. And it's like, that's right. That's kind of a fine moral. But when you put it, it feels so much more capitalistic and mean when you put it into a movie somehow. Like, it feels more like, you have to believe in, in Santa Claus. This kid still believes in Santa Claus. What do you mean <laughs> you don't believe in Santa Claus? Like, that kind well, yeah, because that's the it's thing. Just... is like, he never stops being able to hear the bell in the movie. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think that's the same thing in the book, but it's more of, like, a charming, like, as for me and Grandpa, we believe, yeah. right. you know. <laughs> Wait, no, are you like, super sure? I could have sworn, like, the last page of the book, he says, like, oh, and then as I got older, I couldn't hear it anymore. And no, it was, like, I, sort I of melancholy. It's basically the same. it's basically the same thing that he that happens at the end of the movie. Like, my parents couldn't hear it, my friends could hear it, and now they can't. My sister lost... The ability to hear it, but I can always hear it. Like, and those who truly believe can always hear it. The ends, blah, blah, blah. But, like, I think that's fine when it's a picture book for kids to read in December and they're getting hyped for Christmas and it's just a lovely experience about, I don't know, it's like, wow, I want to be on a magic train too and go (laughs) see Santa and blah, blah, blah. But then... When it's an hour and a half, and they try to attach a moral to it, and then they <laughs> they have a character who's literally impoverished, yeah. and they're like, "It's his fault for not believing yeah. that he's yeah. not friends." Also, I want to say something about Santa that he's absolutely like a symbol of capitalism. <laughs> like that's the thing. Can I say a quick thing about Billy? I love yeah. Billy. Please do. Um. So, like, it's. He pretty much, he pretty much, like, tells us in no uncertain terms that he's, like, never gotten a Christmas present before, right? Yeah. Why? He sings a song about it. Santa is real, though. Yeah. Why wasn't Santa giving you presents? (laughs) Santa, you asshole. Because Santa still needs a stipend, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) If you're poor, you can't afford to put cookies and milk out. The parents are paying Santa under the table. Yeah. So just to be clear, yeah. Billy yeah. don't believe in him. Billy has never gone a present. Well, where do they never think their taxes Christmas. go? He's never gone to Christmas. <laughs> he's never gone a present, and then he gets in trouble for not believing in Santa Claus. Basically, they're like, "Oh, you're a bad kid because you don't believe in Santa Claus." I also love that and- the song, the whole song that he sings, he's like, oh, I'm really poor and Christmas sucks for me because my family doesn't have money and we can't like have all these cool things. And then the girl's like, isn't Christmas so great? Don't you love getting presents? I love getting presents. And yeah. it's like, 
You're being so insensitive like, right now. Yeah, no. No, that's I'm li- I'm telling you literally none presents. of that stuff has ever happened to me. And she's like, "Yeah, but isn't that great? Don't you fucking love Christmas lights?" And he's like, "I've never had them before. I'm I don't blind. know." Uh, by the way, you but were right, also, Tisha. I looked implied. up the uh, I looked up the script of the book, and you were right. But I like my version better, still though. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I think your version w- is better for the film. I think that this the version in the book is perfectly fine. Which brings me to my point. Uh, I don't think this should be a movie because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's. And instead of, like, exploring the lore, exploring the characters, they were like, how could we pad this out? Reindeer on the tracks. Ice over the lake. Oh, no, we're slipping everywhere. Weird ghost man. Weird creepy (laughs) toy shop. Yeah, the weird haunted puppets. (laughs) Running through the North Pole with weird Steven Tyler elves. Yeah, Yeah. what if Steven Tyler was an elf is my favorite part of this movie. Yeah. Like, like, I think about, like, what? I I don't remember what the movie was what the the book was called but they made like a short film out of it that was like 20 minutes long it was about the snowman who like came to life yeah the snowman it was called the snowman and it was that's just, what i was thinking about during this like it was just beautiful and it was like animated like to look like the illustrations in the book and it was just like this sweet and cozy and like it didn't need to be a big deal because it was only like 15 minutes or something and mm-hmm. like it was perfect and like this would have been so much better if it was just that yeah, it's like almost the snowman. It's like my almost, favorite part of the snowman is when he says, "I you could have saved gave her you and gave you all the clues." Yeah, that's my favorite part. Fuck you, Jackson. <laughs> I hate you guys. I hate you. And then the girl's head and is also, in the snowman it, or something. I'm pretty sure the know. snowman, the snowman, the animated one, not the one with Michael Fassbender <laughs> as a little policeman playing Harry um, Hole, the policeman. Continue. <laughs> I believe it's entirely. Um, non-verbal like it's just music yeah and it's just music a snowman comes to life they go on an adventure and they're pals and chums and friends and I feel like that's all this needed to be but no I want to know what creepy elves look like right before they do Christmas they all weirdly sing Santa Claus is coming to town without music <laughs> yeah like it's Wait, a fucking Jackson, horror the thing movie that you said to me during that scene wait during what scene when sorry they're, when they're cheering when santa's coming out oh yeah there was just i don't remember who it was there was some film critic who went on this whole tirade about how that sequence looks like triumph of the will yeah. <laughs> it's creepy Is it, but then because santa, yeah it's like, just creepy here's the thing so the elves see santa every single fucking day because they work for him and then, but he comes out, and they all just fucking lose their fucking minds so much that they're like about to like trample these children. They're so fucking excited to see Santa. <laughs> it's disturbing. I'm excited to see my boss every day like yeah, that. That's what I, I do. <laughs> climb all over my friend, and I push children down to go see my boss. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, hey, do you guys want? Will you guys uh, come with me on a little journey here? Um. Is it to I the just, North Pole? No, I just thought I'd revive sort of an old bit from this podcast. Um, I, I was just wondering if you guys knew what time it is. Oh, God. No, stop. It's five time. minutes till Christmas. Time, time Jackson, you stop. Do you, guys, do you know what time it is? Is <laughs> it five minutes to trivia time? It's five minutes to trivia time. 
By which I mean it's currently trivia time. Hi, everybody. Welcome to trivia time. Oh, God. Well, it's uh, always five minutes until it is time because... Magic. You know, just go. Just do your, uh, do your this, <laughs> this is where, where I, I read some trivia facts from the IMDB page. Some user-generated trivia facts. Um, I, I, it sort of occurred to me recently that I was always only pulling from the trivia tab. And that there is also the goofs tab. Oh. And the plot holes tab. Oh. Um... So I thought it'd be Goals. fun to dig in on those. Uh, so I've got a I've got a handful of these here. I'm just gonna run run by you guys. Um, when, Are we working as a team or against each other? Uh, oh no, I'm Is just this telling like Jeopardy style. No, it's not a competition. Oh, I I'm, just, gonna... I'm just reciting things to you. I'm just like informing you as to all the plot. It's holes like we're on a road trip we to Disneyland, and he has to, to tell quizzed. us all the trivia he knows about Disneyland. It's like that. <laughs> um. So, did you guys know that when the silver bell flies off the harness and bounces on the ground, the leather straps attached to the bell do not twist and tangle in the normal manner? Wow. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me, Jackson? How could they? When I- that was a goof. Here's a good one. Uh, did you guys know that at the start of the return journey, when the train is reversing itself by circling counterclockwise around the Christmas tree, mm-hmm. tracks are visible only outside the North Pole Square, but not inside? Should there really be no tracks in the square, the train would head down some undesirable directions and crash into stuff slash elves. It's a it's a magic train. <laughs> well, I just want to know why I'm not train magic. Needs tracks. <laughs> Like, the, yeah, the train goes through the streets and stuff. I don't think it would it head down some tracks. undesirable directions and crash into stuff slash elves. Well, okay, but that's also why it's just irresponsible filmmaking. Yeah, OSHA had nothing to do with this train. I want to be clear. <laughs> this whole film was to get to the engine, they have to climb on top of the train. OSHA <laughs> had nothing to do with this train. <laughs> Did you guys know? Yeah, they have untrained children. Yeah, just in charge. No one's wearing any eye protection. Did you guys know that when the bungee elves deploy, they catch up to the falling Christmas tree star? And this would not be possible, as everything falls at the same rate of speed. But Jackson, they're littler than the big star. Ergo, they fall faster. This one's my favorite. Because it basically denser. It has absolutely no understanding of how physics works at all. Yeah. Because yeah. everything yeah. falls at the Maybe same rate of speed. Maybe elves are extremely in a dense. vacuum. They're small. They can cut through the air. People catch up to things when they're skydiving all the time. Totally normal thing to do. Anyway, did you guys know that uh, when the conductor is punching the hero boy's ticket? <laughs> You can see the holes flying out of the puncher and onto the hero boy's face. If you count the holes that fell out against the holes that were punched on the ticket, they do not match. Is this person an insane person that counted that? I just want to know who spent all their time counting. (laughs) Also, do you think that in a movie that they also don't eat or sleep? (laughs) Continuity. Nobody but ever I guess they don't farts or sleep in, in this a movie. movie. Just naturally. <laughs> and it drives me crazy. People fart, Hollywood. Okay, I got two um, more. Have you seen Boss Baby? <laughs> oh, you got me. <laughs> I got two more. These ones aren't goose. These are just trivia facts. Did you know that the mini Polar Express under their Christmas tree was actually a present? She said, That's literally yes, what? That's what? Why it's there. 
In the uh, script, his sister says, oh my gosh, a train! After she, you hear like pre- presents being opened. <laughs> Did you guys know that the simple basic method, uh, excuse me. Did you guys know that the simple basic message of this film is, quote, faith, unquote? In faith Santa. In Santa. Believe in what your heart is saying. Hear the melody. So here's what I don't understand. Tom Hanks, everybody's dad, super lovable guy. Why mm-hmm. is he one of the worst Santa Clauses that I've ever seen? This is the Santa Claus. He's a fucking weird Santa Yeah, Claus. this Santa Claus fucking sucks. He seems like not psyched to talk to the kids. He's weirdly tall, weirdly like a rectangle. He's not jolly. He's got fucking emotionless dead eyes. He's the worst Santa Claus. Well, it's not the acting's fault that he has but emotionless But even the acting yeah. is really but I agree flat. with everything Tom else Hanks you said. does not seem psyched to be Santa Claus, and he should be the most fucking psyched to play Santa Claus. Yeah. He plays like the most humorless, dry version of Santa Claus. Yeah. Who just like comes up and is just like, well, what do you want what, for Christmas? What's up, kids? And, he's and not he's like, jolly uh, at all. No, no, he's not even it's jolly. True. And then he tells him, he's like, oh, jelly. well, yep, I can, I can go ahead and do that for you. Absolutely, yep, it's like it. you're talking on the phone to like a customer service agent. Yeah, is like what that Santa Claus feels yeah. like. I think it is interesting to look at it from the perspective of like the spirit of Christmas it has never just been Santa because like. The jolly zaniness you see in the conductor and, like, the magic, ooh, mystery you see in the ghost hobo. (laughs) Still unclear about him. But then, like, the (laughs) grounded, like, I see into your heart and soul, I know what you need, is from Santa himself. And they all, this this is actually, like the Chronicles of Narnia, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is just a metaphor for the Lord Jesus Christ, Um, the Trinity. Thank you very much. I thought you were... I tip my hat to myself. (laughs) And now, Key's just going to go write her children's sermon. No, what I thought... (laughs) What I thought you were going to say... I've been recording this this whole time. Everybody is the spirit of Christmas. That we, the spirit of Christmas is the friends we made along the way. That, like, like the conductor is is Santa. Is that the lesson? The hobo is Santa. (laughs) I, I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna lie to you guys. The thought of the the ghost hobo being Tom Hanks's undead lover is making more and more sense the more I think. Yeah, about yeah, it. yeah. No, Jackson can't. Somebody, somebody, drop the ship name. Somebody in chat, drop <laughs> the ship name. Hobo. None of them have names. Hobo. There's still a fucking <laughs> ship name. Conductor Hobo. Listen, Keisha, people were shipping social media sites with each other. There's a fucking ship name. I still fucking In the year of our Lord 2020, I I still see those fucking countries, but their heads are circles and their face is like the flag. I still see those, like new ones, and I hate it. Condobo? Condobo? Condo. That just sounds like I don't like a a trendy restaurant. Oh my god! Are we going like, to make the ship name? Bow. I'm, I'm Kobo. When I Google Polar Express shipping, all that comes up is like USPS. I stuff. know. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> I looked up Conductor X Hobo, and nothing's coming up, and I'm really disappointed. <laughs> Dang I'm, it, guys! We I, have a you big guys turn your safety search off. It, it, what do you think? Oh, safe search is on. Get that shit out of here. Cade says Anna is too much of a rare pair. <laughs> it should be. There's this still is nothing. One of the only of 
like weird shifts on the internet that make sense to me. I'm I'm not mad that there aren't a ton of like shipping sites about this movie though because most of the characters are children, but not the conductor and the hobo. And that, but that's, that's all I care we're talking about. about. I know, I know, I, I know. But conductor I'm just glad, I'm glad that the internet's quotes. not that gross. Conductor X hobo, Tom Hanks. Maybe if you can you conductor X ghost. Maybe maybe yeah. ghost hobo. Well. The movie isn't even clear about what those characters are, so it's going to be hard to identify yeah. them. No, all I see is a thumbnail from a YouTube video that just has a picture of the conductor and the hobo and hero boy, and it just says, the boy is both of them. And that's it. <laughs> that's oh, I, found I, a, I found a Tumblr post that's just a text post that has six notes. It just says, Polar Express, colon, conductor x ghost hobo. Two gays that love children, but also kind of enjoy freaking them out. I will not take constructive criticism. So here's like one other I mean, person there are constructive there are criticism in the shit. world. Don't get me wrong, because we're right. Let's all follow that. How person. come they're How come they're excluding Scrooge puppet? God fuck Scrooge <laughs> because, puppet. Because the ghost obo is the Scrooge puppet. Yeah. Oh, is that is that what happened? Does it count? Yeah, it like pans up and he's like doing the puppet yeah. from like the top of the train. Oh yeah, my bad. My, okay, I'm count? gonna be honest. I was making hummus during that part. So. <laughs> Does it count as a polycule if you're every one attention. of them? <laughs> never mind. Never mind. I'm glad Scrooge Puppet is included. Uh, is Santa included? They could be a thruple if Santa's included. I guess, so, yeah, because Mrs. Claus isn't in this she's movie. She's not. It's true. Because Tom Hanks couldn't play her. Uh, he could have, but he Yeah, didn't. when I search conductor x ghost in quotes, it's literally like four posts from the same person on Tumblr. Oh, but only one of which actually has conductor x ghost in it. Oh, Keisha, I found an article called Christianity in the Polar Express. Do you want me to drop that to you? Oh, yeah, send that to yeah, me. Yeah, sure. We can turn it into yeah, servers. there we go. Well, yeah, I got it. Santa and Hobo, Christianity in the Polar Express. (laughs) I was going to talk about Advent, but this is much better. (laughs) Um, Oh, wait, this article. No, hold on. I need more. This is very interesting. This article is posing that the Hobo is actually the Antichrist and is a person who knows that Santa is real but wants the little boy to not believe in Santa and Santa is God. That's, uh, that's a fair enough take, I guess. Oh, this is a, just a, this is just a website. Like this is the it, weirdest thing. <laughs> I feel like it's more like he is on the opposing end to get the same goal of him believing in Santa because he's like, meh, you're not a believer. Believers! And then he believes at so the end. So this is... Hooray. So this is quote-unquote a website. It's a website with four tabs, and each tab is one small paragraph, and that's the whole website. <laughs> and that, that's it. <laughs> What's the URL? Yeah, basically. <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna get off this website. <laughs> I'm posting, I'm linking for Cade for that Tumblr post. It's not super hilarious. It's just like a text post. It's necessary. It's just validation. Yeah. yeah. Um, what's in the related But yeah, part? this is our responsibility now. I'll whip out a, a pen and paper. Yeah, Jackson, you have to fan make art. fan art. <laughs> Maybe I will. 
So any I final thoughts that... about Polar Express? Are we done? I, mean, I have a final thought. Okay. More justice for Billy. Billy should have been the main character. Yeah. And they shouldn't be punishing him for yeah, not getting Christmas more. presents. Good point. Billy and, should okay. have, and Sandra should have chosen Billy, Billy. Is that, like, for some reason, he's not even... They can't make the Polar Express bad. So it's not like he's being punished or oppressed on the train. Literally, the movie just plays it as if he gets on the train and Billy just chooses to go to that other sad poor kid's car and look at his shoes all day. Just like his family chooses to be poor. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, why is it like putting the onus of being poor and like not getting cool stuff on him? It's so weird. It's like, oh, he could have chosen to sit with all the rich kids, but he chose to sit by himself. Just like he chose to not have Christmas. It's like, shut up. Exactly. Seriously, it's what it's like. It's like fucking hillbilly elegy. It's the worst. (laughs) God, we just love to die off our people. (laughs) What were you going to say, Anna? Um, Can I also point out my my pet peeve that does not matter at all and never will? Oh, is this your your take that is very smart? My very very smart take Mm -hmm. is that Santa's sleigh is not using fucking actual reindeer. Those aren't reindeer. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Makes me mad. They're like white tail. What are they, Anna? They're like white tail deer or something. But they're not. And there are a ton of reindeer in this a- movie. Anna, yeah. Anna, Anna, you should put that on the like literally million of the IMDb. Yeah, Anna, can you I put that on should. the goofs in the I goof should, section? I should contribute. <laughs> they would love Be to have me. Be a part of the community. And my extensive yeah. deer knowledge. We should put that in the trivia. Did my you knowledge know about deer and trains. Oh my god, I'm the annoying kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's oh, that's what I want to say. That's what I want to say. I love the voice actor of the annoying kid. Eddie Deason. I call him Sheldon. <laughs> yes. He's all of my favorite characters. Um, Todd <laughs> from Chowder. He's Mandar. the beefcake. He's Mandark. I was going to mention that, but I love him as Todd and Chowder, especially. <laughs> He's like Ned in Kim Possible. He's my favorite voice. I love Mandark. Man- Mandark should have been the winner. He was smarter <laughs> and taller and better and faster than Dexter. And Dexter's just a little tweed, little tweed douchebag. He's not as good as Mandark. I want Team Mandark. Team Mandark. Okay. But all this to say, it's weird to hear his adult voice yeah. Juxtaposed against actual yeah. children. For sure, for sure. Because they'll be like, bye, maybe we'll see each other again, even though I don't think we all live in the same state. And he's like, <laughs> bye. <laughs> see ya. It's so weird. He's so annoying. Why did they put him in the movie? Well, because we all know that kid. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I guess. It makes like, me feel weird because he's end. definitely autistic coded, and that makes me feel <laughs> weird about the whole situation. And then, like, at the end, when Tom Hanks is punching out their tickets and giving them all morals to take home that are totally made up and don't apply to anything that happened previously They're just, like, stuff we pulled out of our ass at the last second. Yeah. (laughs) It's just, like... They're, like, there's a moral to this story. Your ticket says lead, because you should have been a leader. And Uh, your ticket... Christmas spirit. And then he punches the holes out of the ticket that he gives to Mandark, and he's, like, your ticket says... Please, God, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and your ticket says, I hate you. 
Yeah. <laughs> Do you, you think, know, Anna, are you, know you good those... enough at like, at like Blender or something that you could like manufacture that insert shot where he like looks at the ticket and it says, please God, <laughs> shut up on I, it? I have never used Blender. But or now's a whatever, good time whatever program you use. <laughs> the answer is no. I am bad yes, at yes all and programs. Me. By the rules of improv, you must be. Jackson, I'm going to say yes, but what I'm going to do is shittily Photoshop it. (laughs) Yeah, that's perfect. That's what I'm talking. I'm talking like saturated yellow and Comic Sans. (laughs) That's fine. That'll get no. I think what you should do is just on your phone take a screenshot. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Just edit in in photos and then (laughs) write it out with your finger. (laughs) That's what I'd do. You're a genius. But if Billy's not the main character, I think it should be Mandark. And then annoying girl who loves Christmas. Yeah. Christmas spirit. Loves Christmas so we much. We get it, Cindy Lou Who. And then Steven Tyler it. Elf, if none yeah. of those. You know what? Isn't oh my god, thing? the elves are scarier yeah, they than the humans. Why are they so creepy? I don't want them to touch any toys that I ever <laughs> receive. <laughs> They also are all like weirdly antagonistic. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't like they're like threatening they're and, and I don't know why. <laughs> also, I don't know how I feel about them actually casting little people <laughs> as the elves. Oh, they did? Did they, did they? Yes, they're all little people. Huh. All of the elves besides Steven Tyler, obviously. <laughs> right, 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 right. I feel really weird I about rec- that. Yeah. Because it's like, it's like, I just, you don't need to, obviously, since Tom (laughs) Hanks is playing a small child. It's like, hey, do you want, do you want a voice role where your appearance will not matter? Guess what you're getting cast as. Well, I mean, it's mocap, but just the, yeah, it's still. Um, The, uh. Yeah, uh, they don't like ever, ever interact with like average sized people. So it's, and also they shrink the elves down to a weird size anyway. Yeah, exactly. So. It's and, bad, and I don't like it. And why? Why are they so? Why do they all sound like they're from the yeah, Bronx? I, guess. I just don't get it. Give me your present. Yeah, it's Christmas, and that kid put toothpaste in his sister's hair. But is it okay? If <laughs> are we talking nothing for Christmas, boss? Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, give him, give him a break. It's Christmas Eve, and then they go watch Steven Tyler on a tra- unicycle. Yeah. yeah. Is when the way that he says, "Are we talking nothing for Christmas?" It sounds like he's talking about like yeah. killing him. Nothing. Oh, I thought you were saying nothing for Christmas. Oh. Nothing. No, it just sounds like he's asking <laughs> Santa if, 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 if he should what kill I that kid. Get. He's gonna be sleeping with the fishes if he does that again. If he gonna, hits his sister anymore, gonna tell like the that. big man about this. <laughs> Give him some cement shoes if you get what I'm saying. I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill him. Mm-hmm. Sleeping with the reindeer on the frozen lake. <laughs> Here's what I don't get about this elf society. It weirdly seems like it's not built for the elves, where they all still have to use, like, ladders and unicycles to be tall. Wouldn't (laughs) it just be built for them because they built it? Like, what... What's up with that? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, say what you will about the Tom Hanks Santa Claus movie. It's not great, but it's still one of my favorite Christmas movies. Like, at least... The North Pole feels, like, lived in 
and all of the elves feel real and that they have like motivations and care about things. You and mean Tim Allen? You said Tom Hanks. Oh, Tim Allen. I, I'm so sorry. I was they're, really they're confused for a Toy, minute there. They're both in Toy Story. <laughs> yeah. so they're basically the same person. Yeah. Tim Allen. That's true. Tim Allen. Santa Claus. I guess Santa I never Claus thought two, about how Tom Hanks and Tim Allen have both played Santa Claus yeah. now. I feel like once you reach a certain age and you're still in Hollywood, yeah, you it's just, just guaranteed you're going to play Santa Claus in some medium. I wish Christmas Chronicles was better. Like, just the pitch of, like, Kurt Russell plays Santa feels like such a fucking slam dunk. It's like yeah, I'm, he's like cool, like swashbuckling. Yeah, he's, he's not Santa. your dad. Yeah, Santa. and I was like, I was, I wanted to be into it so much. And honestly, I watch both of those movies now, and I don't like dislike either of them. But it's just like there's a part of me that's like, I want Kurt Russell Santa Claus to be part of our cultural canon forever, mm-hmm. you know? And the movies yeah. just aren't good enough for that. And I just, Especially I like his since vibe. It's fun. Goldie Hawn, that's fun. Yeah, it's fun. I like the vibe. I want Kurt Russell to be my Santa Claus, but I just can't say that in good conscience. <laughs> Don't want to force that. No, on Tim word. Allen is my Santa Claus. <laughs> Tim Allen looks my pretty Santa good Claus as Santa is... Claus. I wish he hadn't married his stepdaughter or something. What was up with that? Woody Am I getting Allen? them confused? That that's a real monster. You're thinking of Woody Allen. <laughs> Woody <laughs> Allen. Not Tim Allen. Although Tim Allen also not yeah, unproblematic. Yeah, no, 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 yeah. Just differently yeah, problematic. <laughs> Who's your Santa Claus, Anna? Uh, the one from Elf. Yeah, that's a good, yeah, that's Asner. a great Santa. Mm-hmm. Ed Asner's good. Santa. Or that's the one like from the that. Perfect Santa. Okay, what's the name of that movie about all the holiday mascots? Fucking oh, Rise of the Guardians. Yes, the Rise one where he's Guardians Russian. The one where he's Russian and has <laughs> swords. That's one. also a very good Santa. <laughs> that's Alec Baldwin, another problematic really Santa. Oh, oh, that's we could make a cinematic universe out of problematic, yeah, problematic Santas. Santas. <laughs> we could we could rate Santas on us on a scale from best to worst, but then right. also from most problematic to least problematic, and they'll last, probably yeah. correlate. I think the last time I saw that movie, I was like fourteen or something, and I remember seeing yeah. like Santa with swords, and I was like. Isn't Hell he also yeah. supposed to be like hot? But he's, he's got like, like arm tattoos and stuff. I don't know. I think he's, he's supposed to be like hot. a big buff I think he's Russian supposed dude. To be like cool. Yeah. Like Jack Jack Frost is the hot. But he's one. like twink hot. We haven't done like yeah. a full tilt sexy Santa yet, have we? I don't we? think so. Like in a major motion For picture. Children. I mean, have you heard the Michael Bublé song? <laughs> Santa buddy. Santa bro. <laughs> Santa Pally Santa homie (laughs) Santa no homo I'm not gay for you Santa I just want you to be my sugar daddy I want to write a song that's just like I don't want to fuck Santa Claus I promise I I don't want to fuck Santa Claus like I don't know. I'm not crushing on Santa Claus. <laughs> I just like to think of him at night. Oh, no. I saw mommy shaking hands with Santa Claus. <laughs> and then he proposed to her, and it was respectful, and now they are planning an engagement, but it'll be long, and they're not going to live together until after the wedding, because of course not. We should, we should, I'm going to come out with a Christmas album. Titles of the songs are I Don't Want to Fuck Santa Claus, A. B. Santa Claus and my mom have a perfectly appropriate relationship, B. (laughs) (laughs) 
It sounds a lot like Grandma's Got a Boyfriend. Yeah. The, um, which is one of my favorite songs. So. What's what's a, what's another good title for a Christmas song? There's this song that we keep playing at my work that's like um, kind of a country song, but it's like Santa looks a lot like Daddy, or Daddy looks a lot like him, or it's basically his dad's just dressing up like Santa and fucking his mom. Right, And the right. kid's like trying to figure out if it's his dad or not. Yeah. What about Mrs. Claus asked me to make out with Santa Claus so she could watch? <laughs> I got cucked by Santa Claus. <laughs> Santa Claus looks a lot like my dad, but he told me they're brothers, so it's fine. What? No! No! That's not true. That doesn't that happen. That doesn't work. Um, is that what Arthur Christmas is about? Maybe. <laughs> What what movies so like I don't know Polar Express is a weird movie because like it's not <laughs> I, it has a weird place in the cultural canon in the sense that like it's like on the brink of being like a bona fide Christmas classic but it's not a hundred percent there. It's definitely also a meme movie like we've got a lot of memes out of the Polar Express too. Yeah, it's like the perfect. It's like. It's like one of those like Vine or TikTok movies where people just like makes jokes out of it because we've all seen it basically. Like we can make jokes yeah. out of it because we've all seen it, but it's not like a popular or like staple movie. But we've all seen it, so we can make memes out of it, and we do, and they're hilarious. Because right. like I think the only the only movie in the twenty first century that is like truly and genuinely like become part of the like Christmas canon is Elf. Yeah. Like, I can't, and besides, like, maybe Polar Express, maybe, I can't think of any other good examples of things that have really managed to to break that glass ceiling. The Santa Claus 3, The Escape Clause, starring Tim Allen and Martin Short. Which one is the one? When did the first Santa Claus come out? In the late 90s. Oh, okay. I believe, I'm gonna guess the last Santa Claus came out in 2005. Yeah. Because, you know, there's in the late 90s, you've got, like, Nightmare Before Christmas and the Santa Claus and, um... 2006, my bad. I was off by a year. But, like, you know, it's just been a hot sec since we've had, like, a a true Christmas banger. What about uh, the Christmas Switch? (laughs) Okay, yeah, the Princess Switch... The princess switch, switch again. and the Christmas Wait, prince. Wait, hold on. Is the princess switch about a princess who can brain. top and bottom? What is that about? <laughs> no, Adeline. I'm not here to joke about the princess switch. The princess. <laughs> what is it about? It's like the brothers better, Grimm, probably. the princess switch. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> It's a tale as old as time. <laughs> Sorry, I'm losing it a little bit at that. Um. But wait, what the fuck is the princess switch about? It's There's two Vanessa Hudgens, and one of them's a princess, and one of them's a small town um, girl, and they switch places, and they both yeah, fall in love. Yeah, it's the switch. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. With the opposite people. It's just the prince and the pauper. Again, for the millionth time. <laughs> Again. I'm yeah, so sick of the princess and yeah, the pauper. Yeah, I think... The plopper. The plopper. Hey, boss! You want me to give the princess Um, some cement shoes, boss? I 
I did really like Klaus. Klaus. Oh yeah, Klaus, Klaus is Klaus. so good. It's a beautiful yeah, movie. Good. The animation it's is beautiful. awesome. The story is nonsensical. <laughs> I like I, the, story. No, the story. I don't think it's. Sense. I don't think it's that perfect. That movie just like ends after Santa dies. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I just like. I truly can't get over. <laughs> like I truly that movie has the worst babe weight problem of any movie I've seen in the last. 10 yeah, years. yeah, like the plot That's is fair. not good. The characters and the art are amazing. Yeah. The plot is just like the Emperor's new groove. But if the Emperor's new groove just like. I would like the plot of Klaus a thousand percent more if it didn't, like, end with, like, Santa is real. And if it was just, like, nah, it was just a legend based on this cool guy who died. Right, yeah. Like, that would have been so much better. Like, the movie, like, stops being about the guy, the mailman, and then it's about Santa, weirdly, at the last second. And it's like, well, wait, that's not what the movie's been about. So I watched- Well, it's about their relationship. I watched the Christmas Chronicles 2 a little while ago for my upcoming video about November streaming movies. Um, and there's there's a lot to discuss in that movie. First of all, though, is that um, they turn the star of Bethlehem into a MacGuffin everybody's trying to get. Um, oh. And do a lot of talking about, like, the real St. Nicholas and the real star of Bethlehem without naming Jesus ever. Which is weird. deeply confusing that to me. That is also very weird, yeah. Yeah. Guess what St. Nicholas was a saint of? Uh, Christianity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's the tricky thing, is that, like, a lot of... I think that's why the Polar Express feels really confused a lot of the times, because they're like, oh, the spirit of Christmas is the spirit of faith, like, and belief. But right. what? Uh, uh, in what? In what? <laughs> in, say right. in what? Just say, just say Jesus. Just, <laughs> just say Jesus. It's fine. Just one time, Hank. Um, but yeah, and like, our dad loves telling the story because the the real life Saint Nicholas, uh, like you know, had a life outside of you know the story of him giving presents to people, and there's a great no. story about how when he, uh, <laughs> basically that. There was, like, some big meeting of, like, European, like, religious heads, and St. Nicholas got super fucking mad and started, like, busting skulls and, like, beating up a whole bunch of bishops, (laughs) (laughs) which is just really good. It's just really good. Maybe instead of watching the Polar Express, we should have watched the VeggieTales version of St. Nicholas. Has anybody... Pretty good. Has anybody done, like, a real-ass St. Nicholas biopic, like, about the real person St. Nicholas? Because that'd be cool. I'd be down. Do it. I would love that. Don't let your memes be dreams. I guess it would be a weird place for, like, being a Christmas movie, though, because if you're, like, too openly acknowledging of the real St. Nicholas, it's kind of a red flag for Santa's not real. (laughs) But I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know, but if it's... That's also, like... I mean, it's it's not targeted at children. Yeah. That's fair, yeah. If you're going to make a good Christmas movie, though, I don't think... I don't want to do that. I think it could be a good Christmas movie for when kids are ready to know that Santa's not real. Yeah, maybe. I'd be like, here's some real history. Here you go. But, like, what always blows my mind if I think about it too hard is the fact that Coca-Cola, like, literally invented our image (laughs) of Santa Claus. Right. But then, like, 
all of capitalism just, like, took that, and it's just, like, the mascot for all of Christmas somehow. Like, how'd that even happen? But, like, even just Coca-Cola just, like, invented this image of Santa Claus. But, like, where the fuck did they even get that? Did they just, like... They just fucking made it up. I don't. I sound like I'm high, but it's just it's so (laughs) weird that they just fucking made it up. Like you know, like where'd they get that image? Well, okay, Santa Claus was a thing before. They didn't make up Santa Claus. But I mean, this they just they just made up the red outfit. Yeah, but where the fuck did they get that? Like, what is that? Somebody (laughs) thought Coca Cola. What do you mean? How did they get that? How does anybody get anything? They thought it would look cool. Ronald McDonald got his red wig. Yeah. I guess fair. Um, so okay. But it's like, what if, what if Pepsi tomorrow was just like, hey, you know, uh, Doubting Thomas, he wears a funny little jester hat, and now he's selling Pepsi. Like, what would you do? <laughs> Doubting Thomas. No, Adeline, I'm Pepsi? telling you, they didn't, they didn't invent Santa. People did Santa before that. I know they did. People did Doubting Thomas in this scenario that no, I'm making. You're it's a thing I that we stopped. already know about. <laughs> the situation you're postulating. Is that suddenly someone's going to decide that Doubting Thomas is this mythic figure that we all ascribe some meaning to in popular culture all of a sudden? It's not how it Are you, I'm works. saying that definitely. I don't think Santa would be as popular if Coca-Cola didn't do that branding of That's him. Rid- Adeline, Santa was very popular. It's a, it was a thing. They thought Santa came down their chimney and gave him presents. That's been a thing for... A hundred yes, years. Yes, but I'm saying that we have this unified image that came out of Coca-Cola, and if there wasn't a unified image, it would be harder for them to sell things with Santa on it. Right. I have a question. Sure. Do you think do you think Santa's sleigh is a kaiju? I'm gonna fucking it's not kill big you, enough. Keisha. No, it's not. No. It's not it's alive. A vehicle. It's not bigger than it's supposed to be. It's the exact size it's supposed to be. Are there any Christmas kaiju though? Mm. Uh, Godzilla with oh, yeah, the dog. You put a Santa hat. No, no, no. On. What's the the like Yeti? Oh, Bumble. In... Bumble. Yeah. Bumble's oh, yeah. Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. That's kind yeah. of that. That's kind of that gray area size wise. It's tricky. No, he's, he's really very large. He picks up he's a prob- deer in his hand. But I'd say he's, he's the size of King Kong. Size though. I yeah, think he's he King Kong he's size though. And King God- Kong fights guys all the time. Yeah. Okay, all right, I'll concede. Oh, I have a question. I was talking about this with my sister today. How many moths do you think equals one mothra? A billion? A billion moths? <laughs> Three billion? Um, a billion? <laughs> God, I don't even know. what the end game of this question is? I just want, I just am curious, like, how many moths equals one Mothra? And, because, like, if Mothra lands on a building, that building's going to collapse, right? If a billion moths land on the building, will that building collapse? (laughs) How much do a billion moths weigh? (laughs) Okay, fine. Keisha, Keisha, fine. I'm opening up Google. I'm Googling how much does a moth weigh. Well, you have to also know how much Mothra weighs. Well, yeah, I'm getting there. Okay, 0.3 grams for a large swallowtail moth. How so, much does Mothra weigh? It autocorrected for me. Okay. There apparently is uh, information on this. Mothra in this era, most notably the first individual, appeared in 1961 film. 
is the largest incarnation. It weighed two twenty thousand tons. Wow, so, that's a lot. Okay, so let's boot up the calculator here. How many grams are in a ton? Yeah, so and it's it's T O N N E S, which is a metric ton, right? Is that right? Uh, yeah. Um, T O N N E, yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna say convert grams. No, convert metric tons to grams. It's a lot. One metric ton. Okay, so it's twenty thousand tons. They said. Mhm. Okay, so it's uh. It's a million grams. So of metric uh, tons. it's it's giving it to me in scientific notation. Uh, yeah, one yeah. metric ton. It's a lot is... of mods. It's so many mods. Uh, <laughs> so... Uh, it it's would be so many. Two times two times ten to the tenth power grams divided by three why is it divided i think by it's three? six trillion i think it's six trillion it's mods. six trillion moths yeah the hive mind of mothera god um so if a billion moths lands on a building, it's probably fine. It's probably good. Six trillion, you got problems. Six trillion, that's when you start running into problems. Are we done? <laughs> yeah, yeah baby. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry, Merry Christmas. Um, Mothra is the same as six trillion moths. <laughs> so, okay. Hey, everybody. This is post-production Jackson. Uh, I took the liberty of double-checking the math on that. Uh, it turns out we were off by a little bit. The true answer is that one Mothra is equal to 666,666,666,666.6 repeating moths. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to swoop in with a correction on that. Uh, it sucks that we have to cut a third off of one of those moths in order to make it work, but then's the brakes. Um... So yeah, that's all. Merry Christmas. One Mothra is 666 billion moths. Um, do you guys want to hear a, a five-star review of the Polar Express? Of course yeah. I do. Okay. I want to know who would give the Polar Express a five-star review. Okay. <laughs> um, this this review, uh, I'll get two. I'll try some different ones. Uh, this review, oh, that's so weird. It says it comes from Anna McGuire? Um, yeah, it was me. I wrote it. This person says... About two minutes into the movie, I had to turn it off because I was crying so much I couldn't breathe. Yeah, I wrote that last. Remember, <laughs> we watched it yesterday, and we yeah, had to turn it off and start it off over because I was crying you were so crying hard. Crying so breathe. much, it was like medically concerning. Yeah, I was like, the <laughs> hospital. <laughs> I couldn't Wait, tell they... how far into this if it was a bit or not. <laughs> not a bit. No, not a bit. <laughs> Do you want me to try the other one, or do you want to stick with that one? What were they crying about? <laughs> the poor know. kid, obviously. He sang that song. No, he's not in the first two minutes. Two minutes. The first two minutes is literally just being the kid. Like I think it was I the anticipation. Not Santa. Yeah. When he rips his when he rips his pocket. Yeah. This I person cried. was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and they couldn't breathe. They had to stop the movie. And I get anxiety about my pockets ripping too. <laughs> <laughs> It hit too close to home. Okay, anyway, my name is Jackson McMurray. 
And my name is Alan McMurray. My name is Keisha Rhodes. My name is Anna McGuire. Uh, fuck, wait, no, it's not. Everybody, everybody take all that Every back. fucking single Every time. time. It's fine. Here, I'll do it. Hi, everyone. Thank you for, so much for listening to our podcast. We really appreciate it. Um, it really helps us out. If you like, comment, subscribe, share, retweet, tweet, um, f- tell your friends and neighbors, get, hire a skywriter, write it in the sky, no nerds allowed pod. That'd be sick. Follow me, Keys Rhodes, at the real Justin Bieber on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done now. Uh, oh, okay. And yeah, so on Twitter, we're at no nerds pod. And also, Jackson is at Jepperpack, like Pepperjack, but backwards. Adeline is at Hollaback Horse, like Hollaback Girl, but horse. Yep, 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 yep. And Anna, do you want to do your your own plugs? What do you want to plug? Yeah, uh, so I'm the writer and director of a podcast, um, a narrative podcast called Find Us Alive. Um, you can follow that on Twitter at Site107. Um, and my Twitter is Tanfarad underscore has an underscore in it and i wish i was dead but follow my podcast it, you, know. you, you did that. but tamper rad is already taken <laughs> then make just it something just else just do rad with two a's with two a's or just put a little sparkle emoji at the end i don't know <laughs> that doesn't work does it you can't put an emoji in a tag i don't think i don't think you're not trying yet. hard enough not, not yet. yet you can't <laughs> um I'm also on that podcast. I write music for it, and I do voice acting for it. And I wrote one of the episodes, co-wrote one of the episodes, I should say. Um, and I've been thinking, not to bring this up now, I have been thinking on a pitch for a standalone episode I might want to do. But I'll talk to you about that later. Okay. Um, <laughs> the, uh, yeah, we got it. Keisha, honest to God, maybe it would be better if you were more responsible for the end of the podcast stuff. <laughs> I was just goofing, but I'll die I can do it. I will forget it every single time, and I don't know if you will. Anyway. I can do it. I love having responsibilities. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Jackson, Adeline, Keisha, Anna, this is No Nerds Allowed. Thank you for listening. And Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Hope you believe in Santa or else. Oh, by the or way, we'll we've been doing a we've been doing an awful lot of very candid Santa's not real talk on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, this I, is all I, speculative. <laughs> no, I just, I pitch, this is this one's not for the kids. I think all of our Christmas yeah. episodes moving forward should be for kids and therefore uh, okay. 100% Santa is real. Santa belief from now on. Are we still allowed yeah, to this talk one's about rated the princess R. switch and also swear? Of course, of course. But then why is it? We just can't. We just can't let the kids know that Santa's not real. But the kids can know what fuck is. Yes. Okay. (laughs) They need to learn some at some time. You gotta yes and me, Adeline. It's obviously a bit. I'm sorry. No, I'm doing the no but. The princess switch again. (laughs) Okay. The princess switch. There is no Santa. In the princess switch. Yeah, Santa exists outside of the princess switch. (laughs) That joke is really fucking funny to me. (laughs) Okay.